Have you ever wondered what it's like to work in law enforcement? From deputies on patrol, what it's like to work in corrections, dig into some cold case investigations and reveal the multitude of untold stories of how our officers give back to the community. All stories from your neighbors, the hardworking men and women who serve the citizens of York County. I can back 144 This is YCSO Behind the Badge, the official podcast of the York County Sheriff's Office. Welcome to YCSO Behind the Badge. I'm Trent Ferris, Public Information Officer for the York County Sheriff's Office and also your host. Uh, Each podcast, we also ask you to check us out on our social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, the big ones. Also, uh, now we're on the Nextdoor application. So if you don't know what Nextdoor is, it's basically Facebook hyperlocal. Nextdoor connects neighborhoods to each other and to everything nearby, including local businesses, services, which is the sheriff's office, news updates, which we like to do, and just different recommendations from your neighbors. For example... It's much like our Notify Me service on our YorkCountySheriff.com where we can send you alerts directly to your area. And with Notify Me, we send alerts to your fire district area. But with Nextdoor, we can send you an alert just to your neighborhood. Um, because when a major event happens in the county that we feel needs your immediate attention, we can get that right information to the right people. That's you at exactly the right time. Uh, we may not always be first, but you can rest assured... When the right information comes from us, it is the most factual because misinformation and disinformation can put lives in danger and you can help against both. Rely on real information from agencies like us, the people who have dedicated their lives to serving you. So on this episode of Behind the Badge, we're talking about uh, one of those little known volunteer units here at the York County Sheriff's Office that can go from a very happy occasion like a sporting event to a very tragic event, such as a line-of-duty death. And I'm talking about the York County Sheriff's Office Honor Guard. And today we have the Honor Guard leader, right? Are you the leader of the Honor Guard? The Honor Guard commander. Commander. I like that. Commander. Honor Guard commander. Stephen Moore. Right there, you just heard his voice. So he is the Honor Guard commander. And uh, with him is Justin Baxley. What are you, the Honor Guard guy? Honor Guard under... Steven? Yeah, I guess you could say that. I just kind of uh I just kinda of help out where where needed. Okay. Well I appreciate that. Well well first of all, as we always do in each of the podcasts, we also always ask to talk about the person behind the badge, that is you guys, uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the subject. And first, uh Steven, tell us about yourself. why did you how long you worked here? What do you do here and why did you get in law enforcement in the first place? Well, of course, Stephen Moore here. I started in law enforcement back in May of 2000. I started with the sheriff's office mm-hmm. as a dispatcher, dispatched for nine months. During that time, I realized I was ready to go on the road, so I applied for a patrol officer. Uh, of course, it was accepted because I'm st- what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked in patrol roughly 15 and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, and then position came open in crime scene or what we call forensic services unit transitioned into there been there be five years come june wow is really yeah oh wow seems longer yeah. seems longer than that so so you it's short you're the guy on uh, that always solves crimes within an hour like on television no <laughs> we yeah. wish it was that quick but it's not <laughs> <laughs> well one day we'll get you in back in here and talk about that or get george the 
the director of our forensics in here. We've already had the DNA lab and everything. You'll probably end up of. getting me. You might yeah. get George. Why we get Baxley back up here as well. Okay, good. So. We'll do that. Sign you up. <laughs> <laughs> Bax, tell us about yourself. So, Justin Baxley, uh, like Stephen, I'm in the forensic services unit. Uh, I, I haven't been here quite as long. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I'm coming up on six years here. Um, but me and Steven did start out on shift together when I first when I first came here. But I got into law enforcement in 2015. I mm-hmm. uh, grew up in a family of it. My daddy's been doing it uh, a real long time. Um, started on patrol, fell in love with, with processing my own crime scenes. And when they had an opening, put in. And uh, here I am. There you go. But on the side, you both are on the honor guard. Correct. Correct. So tell us about that. Just give us the nuts and bolts of what the honor guard is, what they do, when it was formed, all that stuff. Well, I can't really say when it was formed because I don't have all that information. Um, I know I came on the Honor Guard in roughly 2004 or mm-hmm. 2005, so I've got, what, 15, 16 years with the Honor Guard now. Had some prior experience from the military side that I brought forward when I came. Mm-hmm. I did four years in the Marine Corps, so during my time there, I had a lot of drill and ceremony mm-hmm. um, there, presenting colors as far as being when I was stationed on ship and doing drill ceremonies there course that transferred to here um for the honor guard so but a lot of it's just me the pride and the opportunity to present the nation's colors at different events Mm -hmm. or just the prestige that comes with it with certain events and tasks that you get to do i mean we don't do a lot but just that opportunity to get out there and present the colors you know these big sporting events like the panthers game we've done those a couple times we've done the well back when it's the bobcats Mm -hmm. uh we went there a few times and presented there it's just a unique opportunity you know it's not very often that you get to do those and just the pride that comes with it and whenever somebody else needs like uh you know special occasions y'all do that you know yes small yeah. small group honor guards or just an honor guard for whatever we've been requested events. for churches church events before we've mm-hmm. gone and done those um we've talked about you know trying to do it in parades mm-hmm. if the opportunity ever comes up which most of the time you got your ROTC units that do parades yeah. and things like that. So, you know, you give opportunities where they can do those. So, and I mean, you talked about it's 2004. You've been on the Honor Guard since 2004. Was there anything like official, like this is the Honor Guard, or was it just a bunch of people say, hey, we're going to, you know, put on our very nice uniforms and get together and do this? Well, the unit, of course, already existed. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those things after getting settled and feeling comfortable with my career, you know, starting my career, you know, kind of get your feet wet and learn learn the ropes and mm-hmm. then you venture into something else and that's kind of what i did with the honor guard they already had a unit in place of course back then um it's just pretty much submit your name or the letter of interest and they would say you know accept it or not of course they try to make sure you're a good fit for it and then uh when i first came on the uniforms were nothing but the black pants mm-hmm. that were blouse that patrol used to wear with a gray shirt and a white ascot so of course but now we've made an upgrade we've made a huge upgrade we went we sent a group up for police week uh probably close to 10 years ago now Mm -hmm. that's in washington yes national police week and then uh while we were there we kept noticing everybody's dress jackets nice uniforms so once we got back we kind of presented the idea it took a little legwork but now you know everybody's outfitted fitted with we got a nice gray pant with a black stripe and a black dress, uh, three-quarter length dress coat that we clean up and look pretty well with. Looks sharp. Yeah. I'm going to say it looks sharp. I mean, but again, if you go around, like Spartanburg has like a 
a drill and ceremony team and and whatnot. I mean, they go all out. Is that something in the future here, possibly, or is that just uh, something along the lines of that's what they do? That's different. That's a little more committed mm-hmm. than they have a group. I mean, they're they're on a guard out of their detention center. A lot of folks don't realize really? that. Oh, so I didn't know that. It's pretty most of their members are off the detention side, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. We mm-hmm. actually have two detention officers on our group. Right. Of course, if we could add more, we would. Um, but they do a lot of rifle ceremony drill. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just what they choose to pursue. It's a lot of commitment. It's a lot more commitment on keeping that precision on rifle drill. No, nothing like yeah. that, though, here? No rifle, rifle drill team, rifles, stuff like that? It's been talked before. But it takes time. Yeah, that, that's a lot that's of time a lot and of, effort. That's a lot of time and effort. I mean, that's hours upon hours of training just to try to keep that type of – even being close and precision. Mm-hmm. So, Is there <clears> – <throat> I mean, it, what's the reason, I mean – to have a law enforcement honor guard is there i mean we we all know the the good and the bad of it you know going to funerals and whatnot and also going to you know sporting events is there a real reason why i said hey we need to have an honor guard and we got to look sharp is there a reason for that well a lot of it's just going to come down to the agency you know do you want to have that that group that's just a little bit sharper you know, as far as appearance or mm-hmm. that type of thing when you're doing these events or you having some big event and you just want some type of, you know, representation for something good or a good way to start your, you know, yeah. ceremony. I mean, have been, when you go to things, do people appreciate you coming in and doing stuff like that? I mean, hey, man, God, you guys look great. Appreciate you coming out and doing this. We've thing. never had a bad review that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we get great compliments prior to leaving whatever we go to a lot of mm-hmm. people come up to us you know and say you always look sharp or, you know y'all did a great job at presenting um there's even times where we've gone to the academy and presented and of course down there is at the beginning of the service there so we didn't talk to anybody when we were done but when we were done by the time i got back i had one of the captains had called and said well y'all must have did a great job we've gotten several phone nice. calls so which is always good because you never know who's calling or who's going to report back to to who Man, and they look like a soup sandwich. I'm, they're never coming back, but yeah. it's actually good. <laughs> it's always good. We're most of the time, it's always good. It, okay. You know, the only one that's hard on us is usually me. Because yeah. if there's something small that's wrong, of course, I'm gonna point it out to the unit itself. You do that with anything, though. Just knowing about. you, knowing you, you do that. Anything. <laughs> you you call it out. You call it how it is. <laughs> well, that happens with twenty years. Well, that's right. That's why we love you. But anyway, I mean, um, but there's one time like on Memorial Day or um, is it Veterans Day, and y'all go out and do the is it Memorial Day ceremonies? Like one day y'all are b- popping. There was a couple of them. Like it was one after the other, where people requested you come out and present the colors on on something. We've had some times where we've had a stretch, but I can't. I mean, I know in. It's just yeah. remembering the time of year. Usually in the spring, a couple of years ago, usually the springtime was our busiest with, uh, I think we have done a Memorial Day event, and then turn around you have the county usually does their law enforcement appreciation or police week yeah. um, deal. And usually around the springtime, that's kind of our busiest point mm-hmm. with outside stuff. But, yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact that's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I remember something about it. That's why I asked. And have you have you, you mentioned going up to Washington for Police Week? That's a you know that's a big deal. I mean, we we all know we a bunch of you went up for um, you know back when Mike Doty passed and that that year when they had Memorial Week and they you know engraved his name at the Law Enforcement Memorial up there. Is there any 
talk about going back and doing something like that again and being part of that? Well, I know we talked of it when we first got back. And of course, right now with everything with the COVID, uh, it's kind of yeah. ruins everything. You know, it's kind of changed plans or things because Police Week last year went virtual, and mm-hmm. this year usually it's in May. But I've seen where they've rescheduled out to like October, and they're trying to figure out how to do live events. Mm-hmm. But that was unique in itself because the honor guards that are there, I mean, they're always posted somewhere doing mm-hmm. something at events. Because like when we registered, of course. Uh, I think it was a group from Maryland. They had a bunch of honor guard personnel. They're full yeah. dressed the whole time, escort you around or show you how to move about. And then um, was it when we went for the candlelight vigil? Mm-hmm. They're lined up as you get there, and they escort you to you escort everybody from family or friends or the agency that rode the bus in. They escort you. Each person has an escort to their seat. Because it's a big event. I've seen pictures where, yep. like, you know, agencies from as far away as Hawaii. Actually, they even had some English bobbies. Really? Yes. No kidding. I mean, they come from everywhere. Then. Everywhere. And so, I mean, they bring their cars. They bring their, you know, best, you know, their honor guards, their best, you know, top of the people, you know, and everything. It's a, it's a, it's a big event. So, to be a part of that is pretty, pretty cool, yeah. though. Our amount um, of patrol last year ended up That's being right. part. So. We've got to get Mark in here. I've, I've mentioned that before. we got to get Mark. It's hard to talk about horses in a small office like this. You know, you can't bring the horses in. You may have to go live on scene with Mark McCarter and the Mountain Patrol and him. But we're talking about, you know, the Honor Guard and the, you know, talk about, you know, Police Memorial Week. And that draws me over here to Justin where we, each time, you know, we have a, sadly this year we've had a few of line of duty deaths not just in South Carolina but nearby in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, every time we have one, Justin's always sending out an email. Hey, we're going. Is that part of the honor guard, or is that just something you want to do? No, that's absolutely part of the honor guard. But I'll give you a little backstory on why it's so important to me. Um, I was 11 years old. Like I said earlier, I grew up in a law enforcement family. Mm-hmm. My dad works for Beaufort County. And in January of 2002, two of his guys were uh, shot and killed in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And at such a young age, that was the first law enforcement funeral I ever went to, and it it really stood out to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, the presence there, you know, seeing a couple thousand people in attendance and guys from all over the country coming. And so that the, that's always been very special to me to be a part of something like that. And so when when I got on the honor guard, uh, the very first event I did before our uniform was was even in was uh, Chaplain Bob's funeral. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if y'all remember Bob Chaplain Lee. Bob and, um, you know, and he passed and we 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 handled the details at that. And so ever since then, it's just it's been a point of pride for me. It's not easy by any stretch of the means. It it definitely takes a toll on you uh, emotionally. Mm-hmm. But when Mike got killed, I remember seeing people from everywhere came. Yeah. Uh, you know, Colorado, Texas, New York, Chicago, a- everywhere there were uniforms there, and that that meant so much. Yeah. And I know the family saw it too. So when when we have one come up that we can attend, obviously we can't attend across the country like some of these larger agencies, but when it, within the Carolinas, pretty much we can go. Um, we've even pushed out into Georgia some. But if, if we can go, I don't ever want the family to not see us there. Mm-hmm. They might not see us because there's so many people, but we want to make sure we're there. Um, yeah. You know, just to represent and know that they're they are supported and that that their brotherhood, their blue brotherhood is there for them. And that's the thing. You know, I remember when we were you know, at Mike's funeral, we you know, like you said, there were everybody. Everybody was there. And there's some agencies that have units that do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where, where they say, OK, you are you're going to go to Colorado 
absolutely. for this officer's funeral. Is mm-hmm. that, I mean, I know you say we can't do that, but, I mean, you would like to, though. Oh, right? absolutely, absolutely. If, if we ever were in a place where we could afford to send, you know, a, a, a detail to every law enforcement uh, line of duty death funeral in the country, I would absolutely be a part of that uh, if, if I could be. Um, but, yeah, New York PD, um, Chicago, and a couple of different Texas agencies, they send people to every single line of duty mm-hmm. death funeral in the country. Um, but they've also got massive budgets that they can afford that. <laughs> um, but uh, if we ever did get to that position, absolutely, that'd be something I would I would love to see happen here. Hopefully, we wouldn't have too many of them to go to. But uh, it does seem like it's picking up. Have you ever been requested by another agency to come, you know, to, nearby? Like they don't have an honor guard or they don't have anybody who could do something like that for them. Like, I, like for instance, the North Carolina uh, Highway Patrol mm-hmm. brought their case on right. down for Mike's funeral. Is that is that part of it? Like, if somebody requested your services, is that something you um, would do? I, since I, we would do that, since I've been on here, we haven't had that too much. Mm-hmm. We were requested last week to go down to Chester. Uh, a young a young teenage boy down there succumbed to, to cancer, mm-hmm. and they requested mm-hmm. a, a law enforcement presence because he, he loved law enforcement. And uh, so we, we sent... We sent a detail down there for that. We didn't have any responsibilities in the funeral other than just to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Stephen can probably speak better to, to other agencies because since I've been here, we haven't had too much of that. What do you say? Yeah, I was going to say uh, we've helped TKK recent. Well, recent. It's been a couple of years now when Officer White passed. Yeah. We actually, uh, they contacted us. We went out and conducted the detail for mm-hmm. his funeral. Also here is a recent um couple weeks ago i was requested by bethesda fire department they had a member that passed yep. and they were wanting to give him uh fire honors excuse me fire honors so i went and helped them just kind of lay out their situation and mm-hmm. come up with their plan and helped him you know just clear, clean up a couple of things so when somebody else asks from another agency we'll be glad to help what do you fire honors what what is explain that for everybody who doesn't know well i mean they they like to transport with the um you know the remains on the fire truck yeah so yeah, of that. course that's a little different from what we do as yeah. far as but they they handled the load part of it, but it was just helping them with you know just a little things as far as how to, how do we carry how do we you know march to you know what steps to take mm-hmm. in you know placing or moving your you know your I'm trying to think a easy way to say it well, but you know your past person you know how do how do you want to honor them the best and yeah. you know clean things up so you don't just look like a hot mess so you're not doing it per se it's you're telling you know the the firefighters say hey this you might want to march right. in this way you might want to do this and of course they probably don't carry fi- you know rifles or anything they probably i've seen them i've seen them in the past they carry the axe i yes. guess and and the, the howling tool or something like that yes. that kind of stuff so yeah. th- th- so that's what well, you did you didn't participate you just said hey this is the way you sh- we suggest you might do it right and you know everybody has their own their own thoughts and ideas and they had military folks too that were mm-hmm. you know familiar with how details go so they had already had a lot of the groundwork in place it was just somebody else has done it recent or does a little bit more just come in and you know give a little bit more guidance and i'm sure they appreciated that oh know. yeah those guys were very very pleased with us or with me that day because i went down a couple of times for him well good and then that's all local stuff now you've mentioned something you know i know during our memorial service that we have at you know first baptist church every year for memorial police memorial week you know the highway patrol comes in and they do uh they have a, a honor guard and slash detail that do you know firearms like 21 gun salute is that yep. anything that, that we do for that or anything like that is that or is that part of 
something else. Well, the twenty-one gun salute—that's we've talked about venturing into it before. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've had a lot of military guys that were on the unit right now. We're currently, I think, four military, prior military. Um, mm-hmm. Where before we had probably six out of ten. So we've we've talked about it, and we've had the means to do it because mm-hmm. we have the M1 uh, rifle that we get through the army marksmanship program Mm -hmm. that we have like 12 of those so we have the capability it's just the lack of training and yeah putting the time in on it but we could we could eventually pursue that if we chose to Mm -hmm. um but when you start getting the funeral details and you're adding that in of course now for a proper 21 gun salute you're looking minimum seven rifles and one commander yeah and then you got your other officers that would be you know on casket detail so you're probably looking at you know six there, so you can you can spread out people really thin, real yeah. quick. So if you do it properly, me coming from the background in Marine Corps, I don't if I'm gonna do it, I want to do it the right way. Right. So, well, you were talking about you, know, you get thinned out. I mean, how many people do you have on the honor guard right now? Roughly, currently on the honor guard, there's eight of us. Just eight. Yes. I thought there was more. Well, there was, but we've had a couple that's chose I mean, to just, you know come off the unit or they've left the agency. To, yeah, okay. So, so, but it's open to anybody. If anybody wants, you know, in, indoors here, if anybody's listening to the podcast, you know, it, from deputies to detention officers, yes. anybody could be a part of it. So what do you have? You, you touched on it a little bit. What What is the requirement and the details? I mean, you said that when you joined, it was just like, hey, uh, yeah, you look all right. You could be on the honor guard. But what do you do now to get folks on the honor guard? Every so often, if we know we got a few spots, we'll send out, a, a you know, an email to the agency just to if there's anybody of interest that wants to put in we have gone to where we're asking for 18 months just Mm -hmm. that way you got time to get in the door you got your training you got you know you get in here basically just gives you that time to get settled and pretty much the agency as a self looks at it to uh to um you know we put it in front of the team so we can just make sure whoever's putting in is a good fit Mm -hmm. and we'll uh make a decision as a unit as a whole because each officer you know possibly yeah. has worked with somebody from you know is putting in or we try to look at their parent you know just how 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 they present themselves in uniform right you don't want to you know somebody just coming out wearing you know a dirty uniform for right. lack you of always want to look sharp you know even <clears throat> like me when i was on patrol i believed in keeping my uniform as sharp as possible even after you know working 12 hours or so you know mm-hmm. i didn't want to be a slouch and look like a slouch not meaning that in a bad way because sometimes you just can't help by profession what we do mm-hmm. i mean you're gonna have those nights where you just look like yeah been running through yeah. the woods or doing yeah. something been out <clears throat> in the rain and what a mud and muck and everything so i get it i get it um so anything else y'all want to mention about the honor guard i mean if it, it's available if anybody wants it but it's like available for you know certain things i mean you can't accommodate to everybody like if somebody's listening to the podcast now and say my grandfather passed away you know but there's a you know you can't help everybody right well, i mean if somebody's trying to do an event and be interested of course on our website you mm-hmm. can go through the request and you know fill out the request and they'll usually forward it on to us and we'll try to review it and if it's something that we think we can handle mm-hmm. of course we'll we'll try to assist any way we can but it's not like you know somebody Somebody passes away today. Their funeral's in three days. You, pr- I mean, and it's just whatever. I mean, you you would try to assist them the best you can, but you guys work. You're yeah. investigators. You you work split shifts, and you're working nights this week, and you're working days next week, or something like that. So, 
So you yeah. gotta, you and gotta work outside, that out. If it's, it's, you know, milit- you know, if somebody's, you know, passed out here in the community, you know, we've never done one as far as where we've assisted that I know of in my time on the unit as far as, you know, going out and helping present the flags or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you can get the VFW, they have their little That's unit true. that goes throughout and they're very good. Of course, you have a bunch of guys that are retired. They're older, mm-hmm. so they have the the time and the means to usually handle those pretty quick. Do you work with the VFW and those folks like that? Do you ever talk to them? Say, hey, we're going to do this. You can do that. Anything like that? Actually, we have. We've done a couple where they've been joint before, where it's an officer and it's had some military uh, experience. So they'll come out and usually they'll like do the twenty one gun salute as a way to honor, and mm-hmm. we'll usually fold the flag and. Um, but there's been times where I think where they folded, they've pretty much done everything, and we were just the pallbearers. It's just oh. a lot of it just determined by what the family wants during that time. Well, it's a it, the wrap up here. I mean, it, it's an important thing. You know, people you know want to you know at, at a at a celebration of life service. You know, because that's what it is. They want to celebrate what the person has and you know had accomplished in their life. So you have you have the means and the ability to do it, and you're willing to do it. For yes. anybody, yeah. So, yes. but you just make sure you can do it, you know, because you're full time police officers all the time and, and you know, like part time honor guard guys. Well, talking, you know, everybody that we have currently, I mean, myself and Baxley here, we're, of course, in the forensics unit. We have the two from detention, and everybody, well, um, one's a school resource officer, one's a DU investigator. Yeah. And then everybody else is from patrol. So you're starting to try to pull all these folks from all these different you know you never know what shapes the shifts they're in mm-hmm. and you know if they're short it's hard to get those people to come in or, and to participate and with eight people then you figure at least three or four of them's probably on shift or coming off of shift and mm-hmm. it's hard to accommodate sometimes well you will if you if you can so, oh yeah we'll get it depends on who who comes where it comes from and how it comes down sometimes and we're able to make things happen sometimes that you know where depending on the event it is if we have to be there we can make it happen well good well i appreciate you guys stopping by and then before we go um we always ask our our guests who are usually employees here usually 90 percent of the time i usually have some outside guests we had amanda riggin in here and so she's not an employee and we had ashley watts last (laughs) week she's not an employee but anyway we always ask the last question um by our seasoned veteran police officers you know try to you know talk to people who are on the line of wanting to work in law enforcement or or considering working and serving in law enforcement what's a piece of advice that you would give somebody who's considering working in this profession that is thinking about it not necessarily talking them into it because walter beck told us we wouldn't he wouldn't talk anybody into it because it's you know something you know you want to do but what would you give if you can go back and talk to twenty two thousand Stephen moore and give him a good piece of advice advice what would it be to get in law enforcement well i've always come in open-minded i guess my thing is just to want to try to make a difference Mm -hmm. um this is one way of course you can affect the community in a good light or a bad light it's Mm -hmm. just but wanting to do the right thing or try to help somebody out is one reason why i chose the profession and I mean, everybody, I think there's still folks out there that want to do that. So, mm-hmm. And just be supportive of your community and just willing to try to make a difference. And you, sir, how about yourself? What would you tell somebody if you were, if they were say, hey, why would I want to get into law enforcement today? There's a lot of, lot of things I could say about that. Um, tell me all of them. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but this is absolutely a calling. It is not a job. Mm -hmm. If you're just looking for a paycheck, this is not where you need to be. Mm -hmm. um, so some big advice that, that I think people need to understand is uh, it looks good to be physically fit. It is good to be physically fit, but you got to be mentally fit for this job too. There is a lot of emotion. There's a lot of stress in this job. Mm -hmm. You have to have outlets. You have to have uh, people you can talk to because you're going to see and and experience things that the rest of the world doesn't. Um, you know, somebody once explained to me that we live behind the curtain that the rest of the world only gets to peek behind. Oh, yeah. um, That's a good way of putting it. And, uh, and, and it's, it's something that is going to tax you, so you have to be prepared for that. You have to have someone or something in your life to help you with that. Uh, me, I fall back on my faith. Um, I realize not everybody believes the same things I do, mm. but that it, that is how I handle it. Um, and and study. I mean, gosh, this this job requires you to have so much knowledge. Um, yeah. You know, never never stop learning. And and if you if you do, then that's the day you need to get out. If you stop learning, get out. Because uh, there's always something you can do better. There's always something more you can learn. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, well put, sir. I appreciate that because I I've always told somebody. So you can, you know, when I worked in television. If anybody doesn't know, I used to work in TV. But also, I've worked here, and, you know, but in the two professions, you meet people on the worst day of their lives. You're never, you never think going, I mean, everybody's always having a bad day in the, you know, when you see the police or a news reporter. So, um, but I appreciate you guys coming by today and talking about the Honor Guard and what you guys do, because I think it's one of those things that people don't know about. Like you said, I mean, you see them, you see you, we see you guys at a sporting event. We see you at funerals, but it's, you know, what do you do? And that's why we brought you in here to do this. So I appreciate you coming by and I thank y'all. So, uh, lastly, folks, remember, if you don't know already, go check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them, look them up. And also on next door, if you have a neighborhood watch or a neighborhood homeowners association, more than likely your neighborhood is on neighbor on next door. Um, if you don't know, just sign up for it, and chances are your neighborhood is in there. Um, also, please go tell a friend about the podcast and ask them to listen. And if you have one of those rating services on your podcast, how about giving us one of those four or five stars or something like that? Tell us what you think about the podcast, or even just uh, message us on Facebook or anything about that. Tell us what you think about the podcast, because we we're 35 deep in. Y'all are podcast number 35. So... Uh, about time we start seeing how people like this thing because i don't know we might just <laughs> pull the plug on this i don't know i don't but if, if folks like it we'll keep moving on so um and lastly folks thanks for listening to ycso behind the badge